So what's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to Much About Nothing with Julio and Will. And uh, we're back at you again with another topic. Absolutely. So what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. It's the it's the holidays. Yeah. It's getting closer to the end of the year. Christmas tree's up. Man. You're, at least your <laughs> tree is up. <laughs> I know if I obnoxious tree. I don't know if you had a choice in the matter, but your tree's up. I always wanted a big tree when I was little, though, man. So this is yeah. like a dream come true for me, for sure. Wait a minute. But it's fake, though. I am. Do you know how much it takes <laughs> to, like, really take care of a real tree? I'm not doing that with the minute. sap and all that. Is it nope. pre-lit, too? Oh, no. No. It's not pre-lit. No, okay. Don't disrespect me like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, welcome back to another episode. Um, <clears throat> today, we're going to talk about something that I actually just called Will about uh, last night. Yeah, um, absolutely. We're going to call this episode a legacy irregardless. Yeah. And... What that means is that your legacy is being written already as you live before you even realize that you're going to leave a legacy. It's already being written. You're already contributing to it. And what got me thinking about it was this quote off of the show that I've been watching called The Godfather of Harlem with Forrest Whitaker. It's about Bumpy Johnson. Where's where's what, what it's on prime it? it's on prime, uh, prime okay. video oh no no i'm sorry it's on epics but you can oh, watch okay. it on um you can watch it on like a fire we watch it on the fire stick so gotcha. okay um but he's playing bumpy johnson uh you know in harlem right the notorious gangster nice but <clears throat> what's cool about the show is that they're depicting how supposedly he had a relationship with malcolm x hmm. and in one of the scenes last night when i was watching it Malcolm X tells him, he's like, you're going to have a legacy whether you want one or not. Mm. Do you want your legacy to be about money or do you want it to be about that you left your community better than you found it? Hmm. And to me, it was like, that's real. It just hit me like, I don't know why it hit me. Maybe because I was having some wine, but (laughs) (laughs) it hit me and I was like, man, that's it kind of just changed my perspective on not necessarily like my legacy or anything like Mm -hmm. that, but it just, it fundamentally made me think differently in the sense of like, man, there's whether you have purpose behind everything that you do or not. Yeah. If you, if you understand that you are going to leave a legacy, that people are going to remember you in one light or another, whether it's not up to you, it's no. up to those memories that you leave. It's up to what people decide to remember. And it's the fact that you're already leaving a legacy. Yeah. And you can just be going through life, going through a bunch of ran. To you, it's just like a bunch of random acts. Whatever you feel. Every day you wake up, you just do whatever you feel. And you feel like that that's a random thing. But when you're gone, people are going to connect those dots, whether they're meant to be connected or not. And that's going to be your legacy. Why did that hit you so hard? Like maybe it's because I have a kid now and maybe it's because I'm like the youngest of seven and I feel like, man, like, is there a sense of responsibility in a sense? Yeah. In a way, because because like then I started thinking like, well, what's my legacy? What do I want my legacy to be Mm -hmm. now that I if I go based off of that quote, if I choose to use that as a principle and I in in turn submit to the fact that I'm going to have a legacy irregardless. Mm -hmm. What do I want my legacy to be then? 
if I'm going to have one anyway, I might as well have a say in it. Right. Yeah. So then I started thinking to myself, what do I want my legacy to be? And then I thought to myself, I want to be the proponent of change. I want to be the person in my family to change our name. Mm-hmm. Not in the literal sense, like, cause you know, I love my last name. I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of my roots, but there's my 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 family has gone in this trajectory for years before me but i want to be that point where years from now they say man like we were just a family up until yeah yeah our dad or our grandpa he changed everything now we have what we have whether it's businesses whether it's wealth whether it's influence on the community whether it's established a uh, name i want them to be like that's when it started with him so wait a minute let me understand so do you associate legacy with how you're remembered or you associate legacy in a sense like when i think of legacy i think of people who are like this is my legacy which is which embodies like maybe something they've built something they've created Mm -hmm. and they're like this is my legacy this is what i've built and left for my family or are you thinking like this is how i'm going to be remembered that's a good question. I think sometimes those two things are synonymous. Mm-hmm. Like I think that sometimes what people remember you by is by what you leave, you know? And True. it's like, I want, I want my legacy. It's kind of like what we talked about or when we talked about the money, the money episode. Okay. Remember I told you like, if I can just leave somebody to the point where they don't have to worry about you know, just making it paycheck to paycheck, I'll be happy. Right. I feel like that's kind of a part of my legacy. I, I want to leave something of substance to those generations from now. I want, it's okay. not necessarily them just to remember me. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice for them to remember, remember me you. and a, a, attribute, you know, what they have, a piece of what they have to, to my efforts. Yeah. But ultimately I want it to be like, man, like when people, even if it's not my family, when somebody, a third party goes back and does the family tree and the history, I want them to be able to trace it back to where, okay, this was the pivotal point. Mm. It started with him. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want. I mean, I want it to be, and it doesn't have to be riches or money or businesses or fame. It could just be that the fact that the generations after me won't have to deal with some of the struggles that we went through or right. deal with some of the trauma that we went through. You know, it's I'm the youngest of seven. So I want it to be to where it's like, yeah, after my generation, that was it. Like we nipped it at the bud and our right. next generation became better. So. To me, that's what that meant. And it just changed for me. It just changed how I thought about things fundamentally because I was like, man, like I have a son now, you know, and it's like he's going to remember me by something, whether I like it or not. And yeah. I'm not going to necessarily get to choose what he remembers me by. But what made me think about it is that if I do more good than bad, it's a better chance that he'll remember the good than the bad. Absolutely. If I just go through life just doing random, random shit, things. like <laughs> he he could attach to anything. He can latch on to it may be one thing, one moment that I screamed at him or I was hot and he's like, just remember my dad was an asshole. You know, even if I wasn't like, right. you know what I mean? But if I do, if I consistently do good, then hopefully it's, it's a better chance that he'll remember me right. in a good way, you yeah. know? That's true. When you called me and um, you were kind of expressing your thoughts about this, 
it was interesting because I mean we're kind of getting to that point of the year where um, to me I think giving is important mm-hmm. um, so it definitely made me think of like okay what kind of legacy am I preparing to leave or what kind of legacy am I building right um, for me I was just thinking like I feel like I'm in a point in my life where I'm trying to transition I'm coming into a transition phase and I want to do more things with purpose, you know, okay. like transition in a, in a, like a emotional way, a spiritual way. Or- it's kind of crazy. Cause it's like, I want to say soul searching, but it's not necessarily, I don't want to necessarily <laughs> say soul searching, but yeah. it's like, it, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, it could be spiritually, it could be transitioning as far as my health transitioning as far as the relationships I build transitioning uh, as far yeah. as my career. This year has been a huge transformation for me, but now I'm thinking like, I feel like I'm at a point where what I do now will depict the next 10 years, next Mm. five to 10 years. And what I just decide to start building on is important. Mm -hmm. And like when you called me and you were like, man, I just don't want to do random things. You know, I just, I mean, I could do random things Mm -hmm. all the time or any like easily, Mm -hmm. but it definitely resonated with me because I was like, that's kind of where I'm thinking. Like, I want to do things with purpose, whether it's good things, um, giving back. Mm-hmm. Like, but like I told you, I was trying recently. I've been trying to build on my strengths, mm-hmm. what I'm good mm-hmm. at, and pairing them with some of my interests. I think you, as long as you've known me, I, I can come up with tons of cool things to do. Mm-hmm. But now I'm thinking, like, okay. I need to start pairing that with things I'm really good at and pairing those things with um, my interests. So quick question. Do you feel like it's harder for you or you feel like it's more of an initiative for you to do that because you're a person who has ideas and inventions and you're creative? And then so now your brain is always going like, "Ooh, this, this, this. And you've told me you got notebooks of ideas. You've got sketches of things that you've wanted to create. Do you feel like it's imperative for you to do it because you have that type of personality where your mind is just everywhere and you're always talking about this new thing or this new idea. Yeah. I think it's super imperative that I do it because, um, when I'm thinking about doing something with purpose, it's actually giving me direction. Mm. And that's what I need sometimes with the things I'm interested in. It's funneling, funneling your ideas to basically to your skill set. Yeah, it's super important that I do it because um, with me giving myself some sort of direction as a as a creative person, I think a lot of us can relate is that we always have ideas. We always come up with something or we always look at something and we're like, I can probably do that better or Mm -hmm. I can present this a better way or I can rebuild that and make it awesome. But. Now I'm trying to figure out how to funnel those things into things that I'm really good at and things that will have purpose or meaning for me. Because Mm -hmm. if I do it in that sense, I'm more passionate about it. Right. It's not just something where I'm like, oh, that was cool. And the interest dies. Right. Got you. So now I'm like, okay, I'm going to do something utilizing what I'm good at, but also funnel it to something I'm interested in that has purpose. Mm, mm-hmm. So I, if one, I'll be, I would feel good inside. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And that comes back to 
the legacy I build. Mm-hmm. If I can start doing something that makes me feel good, whether it's giving back to the community, whether it's community involvement, education, whatever that I'm passionate about, <clears throat> I feel like I would get to a point where I'm starting to build on that legacy that I will leave behind. Got you. So just to kind of because like I was listening to a little like I was trying to put like what you were saying together. It sounds like what you're saying is that like your the longevity of what the endeavors that you get into, if you pair them with what you're good at, it will encourage you to con- to see them through because Absolutely. you're good at it. It's right. like it's like anything. If you go into a new endeavor and you feel you realize you're not good at it, mm-hmm. you're more than likely to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing something that you're passionate about and then you realize, hey, I'm actually good at this, you're making progress on it. So it encourages you to the next day come back to it and be like, ooh, like I want to do it because I'm good at it. Right. So, but that's only beginning, bro. Like, <clears throat> honestly, that's just a stepping stone because it's easier for me. It's easy for me to do something I'm good at and it's easy for me to stick to something I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. But at some point, and I think we've probably talked about this before, um, success comes out of getting, um, comes out of uh, stepping outside comfort zones. Right. Right. So at, at some point, like I'm going to have to get uncomfortable. Mm. But to me, this gives me the stepping stone to go in a direction that is healthy, to go in a direction that is meaningful. Mm. But I can't be afraid of something that's going to be challenging. I think that's the hard part, right? Is that like <clears throat> in in a sense, I know with me, I love going for a challenge. Mm-hmm. But then once the challenge gets there, once you're at the challenge. Yeah. It's scary. You know what I'm saying? It's Absolutely. like you were so pumped up before and then you're like, oh, where right. here's the actual that adversity. That, yeah. And sure. you're like, oh, yeah, shit. You know what I mean? Like now I got to deal with it. You know what I mean? And I think that's probably half the battle, too. And sometimes it's not even that difficult. It's just that we hit a roadblock that we don't have an immediate answer. Mm. And I think that's the thing with with some creators is that we are so used to um we're used to having solutions fast mm. because we're creative. We're not patient. Right. We're like, I have an idea. I got a solution for that. Like, boom. You're used to so having when it we come fed in, to you in a way by your own brain. Yeah, absolutely. So when we get to a point where it's like, okay, I've hit a roadblock and I don't know what, I don't know how to answer this. I don't know how to mm-hmm. solve this right away. Mm-hmm. That is, and that's not, you know, it's like, is that a real challenge? Mm, okay. It could be a real challenge, but it's just more of we hit a we hit a point in which it doesn't come easy to us right right um and we just got to get past that it's like okay i gotta spend a little extra time researching or right i might have to reach out to someone beyond me yeah exactly that's what i was gonna say that's a great segue into what i was gonna say i was gonna say i think a part of it too is that we have gone away from being as resourceful as we used to be as a society yeah think about the new age era where everything's at your fingertips in a sense that does make you more resourceful because you're able to access more information faster, right? Yeah. However, once you pass that first level of exposure, Mm -hmm. Google Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, everything beyond that gets exponentially harder to find out information. If If you can't find it on Google, more than likely you're going to have to find it like in a book somewhere or you're going to have to go to somebody who has the knowledge because it's not online. Yeah. Like 
who wants to do that? It gets exponentially harder. And I think we're just as a society, we move away from being resourceful. It's like the society that barters, you know, like the old communities that trade work like, hey, I ain't got money, but I can help you do this if you give me this or like give me some information. I, I feel like we've just moved away from that. And I think that it hinders us because now we are smarter as a society. We have so much potential because our exposure to so much knowledge is so vast. Yeah. But our work ethic is like. So do you think that caters to, do you think that makes creating a legacy or building a legacy harder? I do. I think that it's not just about knowledge anymore because handing down knowledge is so much easier now Mm -hmm. that being a knowledgeable person isn't necessarily can be your legacy anymore it's like you have to be resourceful it's like you have to think about those stories of like yeah my grandpa did this and i don't even know how he did it like you know he just knew some guy that had this and Mm -hmm. you know you hear these stories and you're like when where are those relationships anymore you know maybe a certain percentage of the population still has that right thing that niche of like I'm going to create these relationships. I'm going to network and then I'm going to keep this network and then I'm going to use this network because I think that's the other battle is like you create these resources, but then you don't know how to use them. Mm. You have these people, but you don't know when to call upon them. You don't know when to to actually tap into all this network that you've created. So I think that's a part of like being resourceful. And I think that's a part of getting over that wrote those roadblocks when you hit them as a creative and saying like damn this is a challenge for me this is something i am not aware of but maybe i can meet or maybe i have met already somebody who is aware of it maybe it's just going to take a little bit more effort for me maybe i got to take them out to dinner or maybe i got to go to their house or maybe i got to help them around you know maybe i got to help them do something so they can give me something and i think that for me that's been a a for sure struggle i mean because i always and everybody online talks about it my circle is little you know like they're proud of it the (laughs) fact that they have a little bit amount of friends and up to this point i felt like i've had a little bit amount of friends however i'm creating so many acquaintances that are becoming friends now like yeah you know we have a lot of mutual friends Mm -hmm. and they are also talented super and we never hit them up about anything you know like we're gonna get them on the podcast i'm sure at some points but in general until this point in my life I really didn't value those relationships, you know, and I've always been like, oh, my circle's small, like yeah. I only got like two, three friends. But it's like it's not always the best thing. You don't have to be the best of friends with all of your friends. You can they can still be friends and they can still be resources and they can still feel like you're not using them because it's a mutual thing. So I got a, I have a question for you before I hit, hit you with that question. Um it's kind of funny, but I think the reason why a lot of us don't tap into our resources or our friends, because <clears throat> we also sometimes I think we feel that we're intruding in our friendship. Right. Mm-hmm. We get to a point where it's like, hey, can I can I do this? Can I do that? Or, hey, let's let's work on this. Let's work on that. Right. And it turns into like, OK, are we only to friends because of my talents uh, and your talents? Yeah. And I think a lot of us, we we get we kind of hesitate with that because we're like, I don't want to intrude on my friendship. Um, which, you know, or lean on somebody else right, too right. much or whatnot, uh, which I get. I, I get it. I think a lot of people are very, very hesitant when it comes to that. That's true. Um, yeah. I just think that you get, it's, it's a balance, right? Yeah. It's a balance of yeah. feeding your friendships. Um, right. And in a way that 
it's I mean, it's like relationships, but you, it's a way of feeding your friendships that it gets to a point where they know the the level of of um, how genuine you're trying to be, right? You right. know, and working together and also being a friend, right? Right. The question I was going to ask you is, uh, what do your what is your perspective on creating a legacy versus maintaining a legacy? Creating a legacy, I feel like, is when you decide to like go out and do something different to me okay. like my immediate reaction to that question is you know like my father i felt like he felt like he was building a legacy at some point so for me if i'm just the conduit to his legacy yeah. i'm just maintaining his legacy maintaining what he created whether it be uh, a certain perspective that society has over our last name or him and i could just easily just just continue to verify that thought or that opinion of him you, even after he's dead does that make maintaining one easier or i feel like it'd be easier because you don't you don't have to create the opinion it's already there mm. and you just have to maintain it or you just have to verify it okay creating a legacy means for me is like breaking off and doing my own thing mm. and saying and it sound, it's going to sound bad, but it's the best way I can explain it. It's almost like making them forget about my father mm. from the things that I've done. Mm -hmm. And whether it be the things that he did were good or bad, just it's almost like outshining your parent, mm -hmm. which I've we've said before on the podcast. I feel like every generation should try to do better was, than the generation yeah, before. So I feel like creating a legacy is much harder because you're you're creating your own person you're creating this this thing that is going to exist after you yeah and that's so hard to do because it that requires consistency that requires if you want to be remembered as a good person it means that you got to consistently good do good things yeah. over and over and over again and that's hard and if you're if you're if you're um going outside of what legacy was ever created before you're going into uncharted territory right so you're not able to utilize any of those resources that yeah. may have been built or created so yep i could see that being difficult because you have to start i mean you're building relationships from the ground up yeah if you're going if you're going off off charts and you're like i'm not gonna do any of those things right right i want to do something completely different yeah and you're starting from the ground up so do you feel like in your family like where do you feel like you uh, well what's what do you feel like is your legacy does it involve your family does it involve your name or is it just something completely different um so um i guess <laughs> okay so interesting <laughs> enough um i'm just my mind's like rambling with thoughts and i'm just like honestly uh black neighborhoods just don't have legacies right in my in my opinion, mm. I just in my opinion, we don't have legacies. We, you could pick away uh, a potential legacy. Like my mother was, um, she was um, um, a beautician for mm -hmm. you know uh, cosmetologist. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, for twenty years, had her own shop, and could that have been maybe my legacy? Um, that I carried on, maybe I became a barber, and right, right. I continue to build on this legacy or kind of that my mom has kind of created. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, but I feel like that 
I feel like there's not a lot of legacy to build on in, in our black neighborhoods. Mm. Um, I think you can kind of pick away at maybe some small things and say, okay, I'm going to continue on with that. Um, but I, when we think of legacy, I'm, I'm assuming we're talking about creating something that's our own right. and creating something that may generate generation wealth. So right. my father is, uh, he's in radiology. I mean, I can get into radiology and I could have just did the same thing he did. Right. But is I don't know, I guess it, when I think of legacy, that's not really legacy. That's you, just like, okay, I followed in his footsteps as far as work, right. occupation, career, a career. But yeah. That's not necessarily saying gotcha. like, oh, that's my legacy, you know, our legacy. But so a lot of us, I think in a, in a lot of some of my friends, I think we are all trying to create our own legacy now. And we're all trying to build um, something that will last for future generations. Right. So many of us are starting from the ground up. Yeah. Like, I don't have a ton of friends. I, I mean, I know a few I know a few people whose parents have owned uh, dealerships and they've kind of, you know, fell into the family thing with that. But, you know, and that's their legacy. You yeah. Know? And um, I don't know. I guess it's just. I'm sorry. What was your question? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, I just, what mama. do you feel like your legacy is going to be, whether it be one that you're going to actually contribute to or not? Like, what do you feel like is your legacy? Do you feel like it, it is involving your family or do you feel like it's just completely detached from that? And it's just you. So my family is very, very creative. Um, and that's something that my family has not capitalized on mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. It's just something that we've all been really good at. And I mean, my mom is super creative. My cousins are super creative. And I mean, anything from interior designing to just fine arts, painting, drawing. My mom makes tons of things. He's just very crafty, very creative. So I think my legacy that I will build on embodies the creative side that we haven't capitalized on. Got you. Got you. Most of my family, that's just more of a it just became more of a hobby, a lost thing um, or something. You're like, oh, I didn't know that Uncle Drew or painted Um, right because those things kind of what we're really good at. And this kind of goes back to like the artist and never became what we're really good at fell to the wayside because we had to get a job they and never they fed hide. that dog they right. didn't keep feeding that dog exactly gotcha. my mom became mom i mean being a cosmetologist i think there's a there's a there's a um a level of art to it and i think that's where she was able to apply some creativity on the things that she you know when she did hair but at the same in the same sentence she it was it was something that was lucrative for her to provide for her family mm-hmm. okay and so that's what she kind of stayed on and it was like that's you know that's kind of what we fell into it's like a lot of those things kind of what we're really good at just fell to the wayside so i think for me um i've reached my career very early compared to um i believe my my some of my family members i, I feel like i've reached a good level of my career and I'm in a position to start building on the legacy of, and um, kind of honing in on our ability to be creative and make something of that. Do you feel like your career is going to be that is going to be the conduit to that? Or do you feel like you're going to do something outside of your career no, that's going I, to contribute to that? I think I'm going to do something outside of my career, but my career will fund it. It will. My career gotcha. will open or create the opportunity opportunity to do something gotcha um and it's funny because 
like like I said before, it like I reached a point where I had to get the the career right. in order to fund the things I want to do. Right. I wasn't able to start doing the things I want to do right away, which is perfectly fine. A lot of us have gotten there. Um, I think it's important that we just don't forget the things that we want to do. My goals is different. My goals yeah. are different yeah. from my parents because my parents, it was get a job, retire, you know, right. and that's right. the epitome of living a good life. I'm in my career at a good t- at, at a good point, and I'm able to fund the things I want to do. So the goal has changed from me saying, okay, I'm in my career, and I'm just going to retire. No, I'm in my career, and I'm going to use this to get out. Right, right. And build on the legacy that I actually yeah. want to be remembered for. What what was the end goal for your parents has become a stepping stone for you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's interesting because I, one, two things. One thing I noticed is that you're started with your mother. Like you right. mentioned your mother first. And it, I feel like in the black communities, it is very matriarchal. It's, it's like, it's typically usually the grandmother or the mother and that's interesting because it's like there's always a hustle right like there's always something always. going on like somebody makes food or like somebody's like cooks like bakes pies or like oh she she does this she knits and she like does clothes for the neighborhood and it's like it's always like something it's always something and there's always some kind of hustle and it yeah it always it typically not always it typically until recently i feel like it comes from the matriarch of the family it comes from yeah. the grandmother or the great-grandmother it's like they've always been hustle centric or money centric or like just moving ahead and it's like it's it's so interesting to hear that because in the hispanic community it's it's both it's like it's like the battle you guys are fighting right, of, right. to like trying to break the mold and like become more legacy centric or more future goal oriented mm-hmm. the hispanic community well I, I i'll say the mexican community some for some reason already have that they already have this the usually it's like my mom and my dad were both hustlers like yeah they were always thinking about how to squeeze 10 cents out of a nickel you know what i'm saying and it's like that's it's just so crazy to hear that. I mean, it's just a blurb. It's just a side thought yeah. that I had. But it's just so funny that yours immediately came from your mom. Like, the first thing you mentioned right. when I asked that question was your mom. And I was like, that's very um, representative of the black community. Absolutely. A lot of it is the moms and the grandmas. And you hear about these athletes and they're like, yeah, my grandma raised my me. Mom. Or my mom was at every game. Or I like, think my mom. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> that's so interesting. And it's like, I feel like because of what has happened historically oppression and all that you guys are barely getting to sink your teeth into this land right you're barely getting to actually make any headway and be like look we we don't we don't just have to settle with getting careers like right we can make a difference you know so i think that it was just a side note no you're absolutely right but it just made me think differently i mean we we we're starting to get to a point like you said due to the history um black mothers have become the backbones of mm-hmm. our families um and it's a very unfortunate but yeah it's it's finally getting caught up to a point where we're able to start thinking differently and thinking how can i um really become a part of like this legacy that i build right. outside of just being like 
because I mean that was the goal in the black neighborhood. I want to get my right. mom out the hood. Like that <laughs> right. was it. Like he was like, I just want to get my mom out the hood. But see, the 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 beautiful thing is that it comes from a beautiful place. See, think about mm-hmm. if every backbone of every community started with the mother, yeah, or the grandmother, or the woman in that community, it would come from a very a very wholesome place. It would come from a very loving place. Like think about of every dictator or every bad person in history. If you can just take that and just say, we're going to make the beginning of their life centered around their mother. Yeah. I feel like it would come from a, a, a more wholesome place. And I feel like because that is the backbone of your guys' community, you guys are going to, it's going to be so much better. You know, I know we hear about black on black crime and black kids in the community, but you have to overcome your historically what has happened. So that has to happen first. And then once you get past that point, the fact that it's, it's a society that's led by the matriarch. Mm -hmm. It's like, I feel like that's a better place to be than most people. Cause I mean, I was raised primarily with both of my parents. My dad died when he, when I was 12, but primarily it was my mom that was there. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the things that I think about, it's it's uh, centered around my mother. It's like yeah. I always think about it in the context of what if my mom was this person or what if what would my mom say or you know what I mean? And it always comes from a wholesome place. So I feel like even though you're starting late, even yeah. though, you know, it, you guys have been hindered at the beginning. Yeah. It's like now you guys are starting to gain traction, but it's coming from, I feel like it's it's coming from a good place. And I feel yeah. like ultimately it's going to be a very solid foundation, if that makes sense. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so what do you think that the Hispanic or Mexican community is trying to overcome at this point? Because from my perspective, there's a lot of things that I, like I tell a lot of my friends and, I, and even in, in getting to know you, there's things I'm like, man, I wish you know, the black community did certain things. We took yeah, certain cues. Yeah. Um, it is different. I, I feel like, and you can, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like a lot of the Hispanic community community are, are, are hustlers in the sense of creating their own. I mean, yeah. they are putting up grocery stores. They're putting up food stores, food trucks. I mean, doing all the right. landscaping. They're doing a lot of things that's like, it's their own thing versus yeah. being like, where for me it was like I gotta go to school I gotta get a degree I gotta work at this company right right get a job provide for my family provide for my mom get out the hood like it was like that was the cycle so what do you think right now the Hispanic Mexican community is trying to overcome so it it's a great question but it's a it's gonna be a funny answer because yeah. I've joked with I think I've told you this before but I've joked with a, uh, friends before I was like I feel like Mexicans are the new black people mm-hmm. yeah I feel like we're the new slaves and I don't want to just say and you know, it sounds harsh and it's like yeah. a you know knee-jerk reaction but you know take it with a yeah, grain yeah. of salt Absolutely. you know what I mean I feel like I get what you're saying it's though. not as bad but I'm just saying I feel like we're the new black people in the sense of like think about how what you just said you said we're taught to go to school and get a career and get the degree right think about if you were a person that you were scared to go to school because if they found out you were illegal you'd get deported Mm. yeah your path would no longer be get a degree get a career your path would be how can i make some money under the table yeah 
and create and be successful outside of this whole structure that this entire country has built, built yeah, for the people true. that belong here. <laughs> right. You see what I'm saying? And so the then, situation has created you. It made you guys more entrepreneurs. Exactly. It's <laughs> funny. And that's why I said it's kind of funny. It's the same thing that has put us down has made us stronger in that yeah. sense. And of course, maybe that comes with the hustler mentality or maybe that just comes from where our parents from in a, in a, in Mexico, which is kind of like a third world country because it's so for a lot of people it's so messed up right but because we already have that mindset coming here it's like we don't need to be it doesn't need to be that much better for us we just need to have the opportunity yeah and i think that's why what you see on social media you'll see like they'll put like a white person asking for change Mm. and they'll put a mexican person selling watermelons Mm. because a mexican person is like i'm not just gonna ask for it like i'm gonna earn it right i'm gonna go to the store and buy a bunch of watermelons and then i'll make maybe like a dollar yeah on each one but i'm gonna do it the right way i'm gonna try to do it my way Right. I think also in the Mexican community, your name means so much to you that you don't want to tarnish. You don't want to taint your name. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be like, oh, like I was remembered for all my money came from drugs. Yeah. Now, there are people in my community that do that, obviously. Yeah. I'm just saying for the most part, your parents instilling you like what matters most is our name don't fuck our name up yeah and it's like when that is your underlying principle you want to do everything the right way as right as possible well and in in this case with trump in the office and things like that you know it's not going too good for us so that's why i say we're like the new black people because we're like the most hated at this point i mean y'all i mean we y'all understand i say y'all because it's black people but i mean it's it's more like y'all are putting people on blast which is great because it's that's what you're supposed to do hold motherfuckers accountable but us i feel like my community can't feel like they they don't feel like they can come out and put people on blast because they're like well if i create too much attention to myself and i don't have my papers i can get deported or even worse what trump's doing to little kids putting them in cages you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, a tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the black community is definitely standing up more. I think we are definitely creating um, more um, opportunities where we're like, OK, let's 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 do what we need to do. Right. Let's start right. making things happen. Um, and we're realizing we do have the opportunity to do that if we tap into our resources more. Yeah. Um, I think it's still a, it's still a struggle. I think right. we have so much yeah, still against definitely. us. Um, both communities, I think we both, we just have so much against you um, that we're fighting against on a daily basis. But I think it's super imperative that we start creating yeah. What will become our legacies or legacies that will be handed down to future generations. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 just imperative right now. I feel like we're the closest thing to each other when it comes to the minorities. Black and yeah. brown are the clo- like they're the closest thing to what each other as a society experiences. Yeah. And you start seeing that that is the case because they're starting to stick closer together. You're starting to see black communities support brown communities and brown yeah. communities support black communities just the same way you see Asians all stick together and Indians yeah. all stick together. So 
I think we're getting there. You know, I think we're realizing like, hey, like we're like 2A and 2B. Like we're right there with each other. <laughs> right. So, But yeah, man, I don't know. That conversation kind of took a turn. I know it did. <laughs> <laughs> but that I mean, all in all, I think for our listeners, um, all in all, I think that we all need to start thinking about the legacy that we want to leave. And yeah. the premises of this conversation was that your legacy is going to be created or, or written regardless yeah. so this is your opportunity to um kind of dictate what that looks like you know yeah. this is your opportunity yeah. to steer it in a direction where you're like i'm proud of what i left and not that i just did random things right but i actually did something that will uh i will be remembered for and i'm proud of and i think that you know most of our listeners are all are probably already thinking of that yeah or gearing up to you know somewhat form their own legacy yeah and i just think that's that's super powerful super important and powerful right now absolutely man i think that's a that's a great point i think you hit it right on the head brother so yeah. i mean in this sense just obviously we're speaking in generalizations right yeah absolutely. i don't want white people to be commenting like yo <laughs> like obviously we have white friends and all that like yeah, we're just speaking in generalizations so yeah uh just that caveat but yeah i think you're absolutely right man you hit it you hit it on the head and i think that yeah. at some point in your life you're going to think about it and when yeah. you get to that point hopefully you have moments of clarity but yeah. all in all man as always it's been a good conversation brother absolutely um and for our listeners i want you guys to hopefully be excited as much as we are our next episode we are going to record video record ourselves uh we will be traveling to chicago for the holidays and we want to use that as an opportunity to do our first video we've kind of um we just not necessarily shot away from it but just figure we want to take our time this is this is step by step building on something that is allows us to be creative it's an outlet for us so we want to make sure everything is organic right you know and not necessarily like we got to do this just to get you know get it out but and at the same time put out a good product absolutely we want to definitely put out i know our name says much about nothing <laughs> but <laughs> we definitely talk about a lot of uh, uh, amazing topics and i think they resonate with a lot of our uh listeners so I hope you guys are excited. Next episode is going to be rec video recorded. And I guess we need to go ahead and set up our YouTube and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, I think that's, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it at this time. Man. Well, good combo, brother. Absolutely. All right. Until Chicago, man. All right. Peace. Perfect. Perfect.